This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I told you guys on, what was it, Wednesday? I was taking a personal day, and if I look a little haggard, I moved my daughter into college, and I proceeded to go through the biggest sandstorm like in Arizona history. I had never seen anything like this. It was like you were in Abu Dhabi. It was like you were in Iraq or Iran. I, I'd never seen anything. We drove for two hours after we dumped my daughter off with our hazards on. Lightning, thunder, no rain. A little bit later, I'd never seen it. It was like the day of the apocalypse. I'd never seen anything like it. We moved her in at 117 degrees. So when if you guys thought that Big Sills... That Big Sills needed a day off. Day off? You guys are a day off. Day off? Holy cow. Get home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Holy shit, man. (laughs) I am so glad to be back. Believe me, man, as we get ready for the 2023 NFL season. I am so looking forward to it. By the way, I'm in the car doing business. And we will um, throw this out there to you guys. Starting next Sunday, we're going to be part of Sports Grid. And we're going to be on at around 225 with Scott Farrell in game, it's called. And we're going to be doing that for the entire NFL season. And in, probably they're going to be doing some stuff with us during the week. And that's what they're talking about us being part of that. That network, not doing anything different what we're doing here Monday through Friday, but that's just added for another platform and what we're going to be doing. So we're going to be working and we really appreciate it. Joe Krause and all the guys, Xander and all them guys all put this thing together here too. So it's all part of the family. We're going to be doing business with them. And um, they asked me and um, Mike Cordero was really awesome. They sent me a whole bunch. I talked to him today. So I'm really looking forward to seeing. You know what's funny with Scott Farrell? I don't know if many of you know who he is. But Scott started at Sports Phone 68 in KMBR in San Francisco. I took his job after he left, and he started a thing called Farrell on the Bench. And me and Scott have been friends. He's been kind of like a mentor to me. And I really love Scott Farrell. My wife don't really like the, uh, the voice and all. But she loves Scott, if you know what I mean. Scott's really a great guy. 
and I have great respect for Scott Farrell. So we're looking forward to doing that. So Big Sills is worth doing a lot here coming up. We're going to be traveling back and forth. Right, Tone, next week we're going to be doing some giveaways also. Starting on Tuesday after Labor Day, we're going to be doing stuff with Hooters. So we welcome you guys to jump aboard with us next week. One of the seven locations in the Northeast area, too. You guys are going to be able to use these gift certificates and have yourself a great time. we got a schedule. We're going to be coming into town and doing a bunch of stuff there with the King of Prussia one. So we got a lot coming up starting along with the NFL next week. We are looking forward to it, and I can't wait. We're nine days away. Nine days away, baby. And by the way, Joey, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you guys. Hey, and you know what? I got to say something to you guys. I just told Tone. Guys, do me a favor. Know this. Twiz, JM, all of you guys, this is your show. This is your platform, too. I can't do this without you. I can't. Okay? You have so many options. You don't have to spend your time here. So if I happen to happen to do stuff like that, it's your responsibility to keep this thing going. I mean that. I'm not kidding. That's one of the great things we've had in our broadcasting career. People have always looked out for our platform because you know why? There's very few shows like it in the country where people speak their mind. JM tells me on a daily basis to kiss his ass theoretically. Quan tells me to go, go pound sand. No host in America takes that shit. They get insecure. And what do they do? They either bar you, ban you, or block you now. We don't do that here. We do not do that here, no matter what it is. So I was glad to see you took care of Mark yesterday. We thank Mark for doing that too, because we're building something special here. We appreciate you guys coming aboard. Thank you. Nine days out. Nine days out. Hey, real quick before I get started. You know, we had a long day yesterday. But you know what? What do you think topped my day off yesterday when I heard the news? What would be something that would make me feel good? That's why we love you, Sills. Thank you, Twiz. Hey, what do you think made me feel good? Through all the sandstorms and all the bullshit that was going on, what made me feel good, you think? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, please. Come on. I, 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 someone out there has to know why I'm in a good mood today. And by the way, Howie's not. <laughs> Howie's not. Okay? Howie's not. Why am I in a good mood today to start to show off? Tone, there you go, Twiz. Kyle Whittingham, fan of the program. The Gators got their asses kicked last night by Utah. Oh, my God. That's so great. They got their shit pushed in. Oh, yeah. Man, that made me. I'm driving. I'm like, you know, worried about everything. And someone goes, hey, the Gators took apart the, um, or the Gators got taken apart by the Utes. And I'm like, that is great. 
Howie's team goes down in colossal failure. Oh, by the way, just a real quick note to to the AD there at Florida. Why'd you fire Dan Mullen again? I'm missing it. This goes to show you. You may try to appease people, but you better have somebody that you're going to feel comfortable when you fire someone like Dan Mullen. Okay? Gators are going to be bad. Great. My Canes play tonight. How could I not be in a good mood? We appreciate all of you coming aboard. All right. You know, I'm so excited about you guys. Okay? I really am. I'm so excited about you guys because all the debating, all the conversations, all the back and forth that we've had, nine days from now, we're going to find out what's up. Like, like Toad said last week or this week, I can't wait for the start of the season. All our conversations, all the prognosticating, this guy may be good, this guy may not be good. We're going to find out in nine days what's up. Isn't it true every single season an NFL team is completely different than the year before? Very few times do you ever see a team come back and go, man, that's the same team as a year ago. It's impossible because the way the league is set up now, there is so much turnover, the salary cap, um, the drafting of players is becoming different today. There's so Like, the questions I have, I went back and looked. The questions that I had for 2022 are completely different. Like, one of the big questions I had last year going into the season, I think pretty much like everybody else, right? Hey, man, how are all these new faces going to fit in? How the coordinators going to work all these new guys? How's, hey, A.J. Brown had good numbers at Tennessee, they weren't Justin Jefferson numbers or they, they weren't like huge 1,400-yard years like he did a year ago. He didn't have 90 catches. This guy was a 63-65 catch guy, 1,100 yards. He what? It wasn't over the top. And we all saw what happened. Hey, is Reddick, what's the problem? Why did two teams move off him? All of a sudden, you're going like this now. Shit. What's wrong with those other teams? Omar, thanks for coming aboard here on this Friday. Appreciate it. So I wrote down about 19 questions. And and again, this is not going to be ripping. These are just going to be observations that I'm going to have on the Eagles in 2023. By the way, I would also throw this out there. Boy, I'll tell you, man. This is this is the this is the consensus on what I've heard with national people. Boy, I'll tell you what, Howie Roseman's a really great general manager. Man, they got a really good team. Their quarterback is really growing into being one of the better players in the league. But yet, why do people talk more about Dallas? I get it. It's Dallas. But still, when a team's better, you do this. And you know what? They almost do a ton tongue in cheek with. The Eagles. Oh, the Eagles are better, but the Cowboys are loaded. How could... Okay, well, you may win a battle against... See, this is what happens in a typical year when you have Eagles-Cowboys. 
the Cowboys win the battles the majority of the time with Dak. But the Eagles win the war. You're not going to win every battle. I want to win the war. Hey, I may lose a battle here or there. Everyone does. Brady does. Brady has. But what you don't want to do is lose the war. And the Eagles don't lose the war. When it comes to Cowboys and Eagles, I will give, no, excuse me, you have earned, I'm not giving, no, you have earned this distinction between Philly and Dallas. Yeah, they may win a couple battles and maybe a couple times more battles than you, but they don't end up winning the war ever against you. You always outdo them. You outdo them in character and in the way you handle yourselves. There's no debating that. There's, there's, there's no debating it. You win the war against the Cowboys. You got the owner of the Dallas Cowboys with a quarterback under contract for $49.5 million saying, well, if Hurts had slid to us two years ago, we would have drafted him. An absolute insult to the people that you have currently trying to win ball games for you. He can't help himself. But see, he doesn't really see all of his players. By the way, do you think he would ever say that about Tony Romo? If Tony Romo was the starting quarterback of the Cowboys, do you think he'd go public and say, if Jalen Hurts had slid down, we, we, I think he regrets paying Dak Prescott. Don't, don't you feel with the way he's handled himself he has buyer's remorse. You know one thing I'll tell you this? Would you guys agree with me on this when it comes to Carson Wentz? I don't think the Eagles have buyer's remorse on giving him that contract. He had done everything right to get to that contract. Then the, Remember what I tell you? Then the player's production fell off. The Eagles can't account for that. That's on the player. I give... The Eagles credit. He was playing great early. They gave him the money. They, I, I don't think the Eagles had buyer's remorse. I, I do not. The era produced the Super Bowl and NFC title, division championships. I'm sorry. It may not have lasted as long as people wanted and not finished the right way. But at the end of the day, I don't think they have buyer's remorse. I do not. Do you? I don't think it. That's the one great thing about them too, man. See, Jerry has remorse. He, he, he'll he look at something that's not working. Like a Jalen Smith. Remember when they signed him out of Notre Dame, they gave him that absurd contract? He just got released from what? His fourth team? The Saints cut him? I mean, they... That Jalen Smith, do you guys remember that Jalen Smith contract? I was like, really? You've got to be kidding. Gave him that money and that was it. So I wrote these 19 questions. And again, we'll all comment on them here. So let's move forward here. I want to start it with Jalen. 
And these are questions I have as the Eagles start to 2023. Last weekend, before the storm hits. What will Hurts' improvement look like? Will it be numbers? Will it be 12-plus wins again? What will it look like? What will it be? Because numbers, as you guys tell me, lie all the time. Don't we agree if Jalen consistently gives you the same consistency of last year with a tick up, I I think it's a grand slam. Hey, 30 touchdowns or 13 wins? What do you want? So that you can call yourself a quarterback in the Justin Herbert or in some of the other guys' uh, conversations just so you can do that? What's the point? I think if Jalen gives you the same type of play as he did, man, he could almost duplicate what he did a year ago. If he does, you're going to be right there again. He's not going to do both. Very rarely do you see that. Okay? He's not going to do both. You're not going to see 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns and 13 wins. He's not that guy. However, I want to see the 13 wins. And let the chips fall where they may when it comes to the stats. That's one thing I'll be looking at with him. Okay? This is not really much of a debate today it's more of what i'm looking for as we go into the season here's question number two for you will having marcus mariota as your backup quarterback hurt the eagles in 2023 something to keep an eye on Will he hurt you being the backup quarterback in 2023? Okay? Listen, the one thing you don't want from that position, you don't want it to hurt you. Gardner Minshew hurt the Eagles last year. Hurts probably wanted to sit out that last game against New York to get completely healthy for the postseason. But then it was starting to get to a point where, again, the two consecutive losses because of Minshew, the inability of the coach. The one thing with the coaching staff, do you know what exposed the coaching staff last year? Do you know what exposed the coaching staff? Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew exposed the coaching staff of Shane Steichen. Exposed them. Because when he had to go in there, they ran the same offense with a skill set player that did not fit to what that offense was doing all year long. It didn't make sense. Right? Gardner Mitchell hurt the Eagles last year. Will Marcus Mariota hurt the Eagles this year being the backup? Something to keep an eye on. Question number three.
How will this running back room look? What we're doing today, we're done with the this guy sucks, that guy's good. Okay, we're done with that shit. We're nine days out now. Let's go. Then that's the point with Dak. When you throw up stats on Dak being successful, has not produced results to win Super Bowl. Hurts at least made it. Ace, completely true. But I think that Dak Prescott's held back by the owner and the organization. I don't think Dallas Cowboys are a good organization. I think Jalen Hurts has the best of everything. A general manager, an environment, a roster, and him. All the stars are lined up for him. They're not in Dallas. You got an incompetent head coach who thinks he's a play caller. You got an owner who thinks he's a general manager and hasn't been for 20 years, 28 years, whatever it is. You got people pretending to do things in the building in Dallas that their skill set has not proven to be successful. Jerry Jones has rewritten history. Those are my three Super Bowls. No, they're not. The only thing you had to do with it was writing the check. That's it. You had nothing to do with anything. All the assistant coaches were brought by Miami from J- with Jimmy Johnson. All the personnel people Jimmy hired. All the trades were Jimmy Johnson's trades. Jerry had nothing to do with it. He had nothing to do with the draft. Had nothing to do with it when he was there. That's why the falling out. Don't you think there's don't you think that animosity has created this monster as Jerry Jones, the football man? That is create that five-year window in Jerry's life created the monster that you see today. Okay? Five years of insane success in the NFL. Jerry couldn't take it because it was his ball and bat and he wanted to be part of it. You know, Jimmy Johnson has told me numerous times that he wishes he allowed Jerry to play with his toy more. But then I've always called back and said, but every time he plays with the toy, they're 0-3 in the playoffs with either Romo or Dak. Jerry Jones hurts the Cowboys. He doesn't help them. As much as he loves his players and pays them. Hey, because you like your players and you pay your players, do you really think that that's the remedy for success? Or do you think keeping people on an edge all the time is the most important thing when it comes to building a championship team? The element of always being replaced is what a professional athlete always deals with, no matter if you're Michael Jordan or anyone else. Brady and Jordan have that intangible. Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. Brady was barely a quarterback at Michigan. Those guys played with lumber yards on their shoulders. Shit. I think Hurts does too. How's this running back room going to be used this year? Are you going to do it situationally? Are you going to use them and have an idea who's going to start the game? Or is this going to be a weekly thing when it comes to lining up, say, versus the Patriots, and then the next week lining up, say, versus the Vikings or Washington or Dallas? Is this going to be a personnel move? 
Did they con- now I'll tell you this about your your running back room. If we see the Eagles do this, one week Gainwell has a great game. One week we see DeAndre Scott, DeAndre Swift have a great game. One week we see Boston Scott have a great game. We're going to know then that how they constructed that room, they completely redefined that room. They weren't going to rely on one guy. What they were going to do was have guys that fit personnel settings that they were going to be playing against each and every single week. That's actually pretty smart. Because what they're looking for is they're looking for mismatches. Maybe maybe they can't handle running the ball, the team you're playing. Maybe they can't handle the screen game. Swift is going to be huge in that game. Maybe they can't handle Jalen and someone else running the ball at them. So if they start using the backfield that way, could be an upgrade. Depending on health. Again, I'm not really debating anything here. I'm more talking about things that I want to observe this year and see how they're going to be doing and putting game plans together, right? Okay. Question number four. Will Devontae Smith be a superstar by the year's end? What do you think by year's end your perception of Devontae Smith will be? How do you how do you look at Devontae Smith by the end of the year? Do you think he'll be considered one of the elite receivers in the league by year's end? Having another guy on the other side, an AJ, an AJ Brown. How will you look at Devontae Smith at the end of the year? I can't wait to see that. Top five, Andrew. If you put DeAndre Smith or Devontae Smith in a top five. He's elite. 90 catches, 1,200 yards receiving, eight touchdowns. It's a great year. Put it back to back, 2,300 yards in two consecutive years. All the touchdown numbers, 17 TDs in two years. You're talking 190 receptions. Dude, you're starting to talk about people that Put up huge numbers like Devontae Adams and such. Okay? Question number five. Will the number three wide receiver position be productive in 2023? Let me throw this at you here. Do you guys think the number three wide receivers on the team right now. You think the number three wideouts on the team? I think Quez Watkins is garbage. I think he's garbage. Uh, and, and not because of his skill, because of his temperament. I don't like people to be out toughed. He's not tough. You can't make a catch going across the middle and have a guy just take it out of your hands. He, The guy defended. Was it the Dallas game? The guy defended him. Couldn't get the ball out. Couldn't swat the ball down. So what he did, 
He took it out of his hands. You can't fight for that. You can't fight in the Super Bowl for a catch that you need. Dude, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a point to you here. In the last, would we not agree, in the last, well, since 2017, the two most important drops in Eagle history are Alshon Jeffries and Quez Watkins. You think that's fair? When you look at wide receiver drops that were significant, that cost your team or could have led to your team doing something significant, do you think those two drops will always be entrenched in the Eagle people's mind? Dalshon Jeffries drop in New Orleans and Watkins in the Super Bowl, 1 million percent. You remember, you remember those drops as long as you're an Eagle fan. Okay? <laughs> Jeffries catches it. God knows if Wentz wouldn't have been traded. If Foles takes him back to another Super Bowl, if he wins two in a row, he could still be the starting quarterback in Philly. That drop changed the direction of Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, and Nick Foles. The three people that were instrumental in you winning the Super Bowl, their futures in Philly were changed forever. Am I wrong? I will never forget those two drops. Never. Think about that. Okay? That Alshon Jeffries drop changed the course of history for the future of three men. Three men. Wentz, shit, maybe even Hurts. You never know. Would they have drafted Jalen Hurts if Nick Foles wins two Super Bowls in a row? Would he even be on the team? You think Howie's drafting another quarterback if you have a quarterback win two Super Bowls? I don't think so. I don't think so. Wentz would have been dealt. Hey, that quarterback decision will always be the most important decision organizations make. Real quick, before you move on, look at the decision that Nick Saban made. He went with Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees. Pete Carroll went with Russell Wilson instead of Matt Flynn. Belichick had a chance to go back and justify going back to Bledsoe after he beats the Steelers in the AOC title game. Nah, I'm going with Brady. I really think how he made a mistake in not getting DeAndre Hopkins. Happy Labor Day weekend. God bless you and our troops, first responders. John, spectacular message. God bless you too, my friend. Look at how all these decisions. That Jeffries drop, man. 
change the course of history for three, four men, maybe. What a huge play. You know, one of the first things I said when I first came on this great platform, I said, hey, I'll never forget Alshon Jeffries against New Orleans. I went, I remember looking at my wife going, I'll tell you what, if that guy catches that pass, they're going to win the NFC title, and they're going back. Wentz will be dealt. He drops it. Guy's driving. He did everything right. Wow. I'll never forget that. You know, as much as there were great plays like the Zach Ertz playing the Super Bowl that you won in 17, that play sticks out more to me. Okay? That play will always stick out to me. That and the Philly Philly. Thought it was one of the greatest moments in sideline history. Go ahead, run it. So will that number three wide receiver position be productive for you? Can I tell you why I think they also brought in uh, DeAndre Swift? They're hedging their bets. Was Jimmy the reason you didn't become an eagle? No. Buddy was. No, no, Jerome was. Jerome played bad against the Giants on Monday night. And Buddy benched him. And I told you the story, Ace. They brought me in after I got released by the Cowboys. Or no, not Cowboys, because I signed with the Cowboys. After the Buccaneers. Everybody was, I worked, dude, Jeff Fisher worked me out. I think it was Jeff Fisher was the D-line coach. Yeah, we're going to sign, we're going to sign you. Buddy comes walking in, told some of you guys a story. You see what that guy did last night? And I'm sitting here. Jerome goes, <laughs> he starts walking out. And I, he goes, you think I want another one of you MFers around here? You and your bullshit? Get this kid's ass out of here. I'm not kidding you. It was just like that. I looked at the general manager and he went, oh, he don't mean it, man. He don't mean it. Let's stay in touch. Ugh. I said, man, you were, they were going to offer me a two-year contract too. I was on my way to San Francisco. Then I think I went to Seattle and I ended up landing in November in Dallas. Oh, man. How you doing, senor? Crazy shit. I know. <laughs> Number six. We're looking at, again, things I'm going to be observing this year with this team. I want to see what and how these questions come to fruition, whether they check off the question or whether or not there's still going to be a bigger question mark going into the offseason. Jerome Brown cut you, Danny? Probably. Probably because he didn't play very well against the Giants. My fate was in the hands with Buddy because Jerome had spoken for me too. He goes, you got to get this kid in here, man. They don't know what they're doing in Tampa. Anyway, question number six. Will Goddard finally put a stamp on being one of the top five tight ends in the league? Aren't you a little is it wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I jumped the gun. 
But aren't we here now with Dallas Goddard? Aren't we here? All I hear is people tell me how good he is. When does he show us how great he is? Right? I mean, right? I mean, I mean, it's not a rip. This is not ripping anyone. But how many times are we going to keep doing this, man? And I love Dallas Goddard. He's not a top five wide. He's not a, he's not a top five tight end right now. He is not. You're not taking him over George Kittle. You're not taking him over the guy in, in Baltimore. You're not. Okay. You're not. I think he's right there. He could be five. About top three. About top three. I think the kid Waller's better tied in than he is when healthy. Well, same thing with Goddard. Darren Waller's a better player than Dallas Goddard. Darren Waller's a better player. Okay? But his problem's more so health. He's a better player. Goddard is not Kittle. It's Kittle, the dude in Baltimore, and Kelsey. Those are your top three guys. Is he breaking into those top three? Those are the three dudes. When you talk tight end, you don't talk him with the guy in Baltimore and Kelsey and Kittle. You don't. I never hear anybody bring up Dallas Goddard's name. When you're talking about the best three tight ends in pro football, you do not. You think you do, but you don't. Nobody does. Has Goddard made a Pro Bowl yet? Yeah. Batman goes, yes, they do. Really? Who? Name me one guy that talks about Dallas Goddard being better than Kittle. Mark Andrews. Or Jason Kelsey. Name me one guy. One guy. Who? Somebody in Philly? (laughs) Gene Cobb. All right. All right. All right, let's move on here. I can't wait to see this. You know... I think this has turned out to be something that was really a positive coming out of training camp. You ready? Cam Jurgens and Tyler Steen at right guard. For me, I think they're both going to be stars. And the future of the Eagle O-line. Both these guys had great camps. Steen had to have a great camp to be in the conversation to take the job. And he was. And Cam held him off because he's good. What does that tell you? They created competition and depth at the same time by getting these guys reps and plays. And now everyone looks at them and goes, these guys are good football players. Cam Jurgis and Tyler Steen are good football players. They're they're really good football players. I mean, they're battling for one position 
and you'd feel comfortable with any one of those guys starting at that position. Now when Jason Kelsey retires, Jurgens moves over to his natural position, which he'll be better at. Steen slides into right guard. Shit. And then when Lane Johnson bows out, he slides out the right tackle, and you start the process all over again. That's great creating depth like that. They are developing the right guard position in front of your eyes with two really good players. Okay? I mean, two really good football players. Number eight. Again, observations that I'm going to be looking at for the Eagles as we go into the 2023 season. I wrote 19 things down here. And and Quan, it's saying a debate. This is what I'm looking for. I'm not debating anything. Kittle, Andrews, and Kelsey are the top three tight ends in the NFL. Case closed. Night. Sit, Sit in the corner, take the rest of the day off if you want. Number eight, who do you think is the most interesting player on the Philadelphia Eagles roster heading into the 2023 season? Okay. Who's the most interesting player? For me, I think it's Nolan Smith. How are you going to to utilize this kid's athleticism. How are you going to figure out Nolan Smith? He's arguably the most athletic player on your team. 4-3-40, low 4-3s, rangy, athletic. You, you should hear what they call him at Georgia. This guy's like the freak. I mean, he he's so athletic. I mean, how are they going to utilize him? Are you just going to roll him out in third down? Are you going to play him covering tight ends? Are you going to play him on first and second down? Or are you kind of situationally play him? How are you going to utilize Nolan Smith? I want to see how they get him on the field. I do not believe Jonathan Gannon could have put Nolan Smith on the field. Where was he going to put him? You can't have Nolan Smith play one of your linebackers. You can't. He's not ready yet. I mean, Zach Cunningham is a better linebacker than Nolan Smith right now. You understand this, right? I didn't say a better talent, but he's a better player right now. Right? Or no? How many people actually here believe that Nolan Smith is a better football player than Zach Cunningham? Who believes that? Nolan Smith is a... 5573 thinks that Nolan Smith's a better player than a guy who's actually a good football player. 
who get this two weeks ago, wasn't even on a roster, came into Philly and got a starting job. This guy walked out of the candy store and took one of your starting jobs? Really? Well, if Nolan Smith was that talented, why didn't he take it? Why didn't Nolan Smith start if he's so talented? That guy walked out of the candy store. I'll start in Philly. The reigning NFC champions, number two ranked defense. I'll start in Philly. He did. Well, if he's a bum, how come Smith couldn't beat him out if he's so great? (laughs) Preseason? So it only took that guy half-ass reps to get that starting job over Nolan Smith. Oh, wait, that's right. Smith was hurt. Barb goes, I love candy. Me too. You should have seen her table seven. Back in the 80s, Barb. Unbelievable. She also went by the name Chandelier. Hell of a girl. Big drinker too. Like Marion Ravenwood on Indiana Jones. Could drink you under the table. Tremendous. Great looking. Could drink you under the table. It's unbelievable. Anyway. Okay. Five, five, seven, three. I got you. (laughs) How are you, my friend? All good. (laughs) Thank you. Let's go number nine here. This is going to be hard for some of you. Thank you, Mateo. Very kind of you, man. Very kind. Is this the swan song for Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox? Is this the big victory lap around the league for them? By year's end, is this the end of Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox? It's okay to move on, guys. And by the way, Brandon Graham, on the way out the door, instead of getting a kick, he gets a congratulations and a black jacket and his name up in the rafters for how he conducted himself and handled himself with all the winning. Brandon Graham was part of the greatest winning in Eagle history. Well, Super Bowl era. He may not have been a superstar NFL player, but he was a superstar Philadelphia Eagle. Okay? Can I make a point to you? Brandy Graham, I would compare to Ed Tutal Jones in Dallas. Ed will never be a Hall of Fame player. Two Pro Bowls played on a line with some superstar players in his career. Ed Tutal Jones, I played with Unbelievable football player. Spectacular player. Never really appreciated for what he did in Dallas playing next to Randy White and Harvey Martin and them guys. He played 18 years or 17 years, some shit like that, and took a couple years off to box. I love Tutal Jones. My wife and I are dear friends with him. I've known him 30 years. Tutal is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Number one overall draft selection. Unbelievable football player. Just a great player, man. 
And, and, and Brandon Graham kind of falls into that distinction, okay, and how you look at him. Never really got the true kudos for what he did. By the way, I'll give this also to the Eagles. They were very patient with him. If Brandon Graham, how about this? If Brandon Graham was a Dallas Cowboy, don't you agree, Tone, everyone? If Brandon Graham were a Dallas Cowboy, the Cowboys would have cut him. No more days off, Sales. Sway. <laughs> hey, Sway, I had to move my kid in. Believe me, I didn't want to take the day off because it was miserable. It, it, was, it, was, it was absolutely miserable, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. I believe so, but love those guys. We'll forever remember the strip sack on Brady in the Super Bowl. Memories that will never fade, Right? Really great, man. Really great. A lot of teams would have cut BG. He almost would have been cut in Philly if it wasn't for a training camp injury. Think of that. That's luck. That's being in the right place. But that's also putting yourself in the right place at the right time. Got to have luck and talent. You can't not have one or the other if you want to be a pro athlete. Not everybody's Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Not even Tom Brady. What if Tom Brady doesn't get drafted to New England and he goes to the Jets? You think Tom Brady's the same guy? I surely do not. I surely do not. What if Tom Brady had gone somewhere else like a Division II school and had actually played, got hurt, instead of having to fight for everything at Michigan? You think that little... Hey... Let me ask you this. Don't you think Brady having to fight for his respect at Michigan played a factor on how Brady was fighting always for his respect in the NFL? Don't you think Jalen Hurts and the way he had to fight for respect at Alabama and everywhere else in draft experts motivated him too? Don't you think that one intangible for me, if I'm evaluating quarterbacks, I want to know your story now. I just don't want to see you throw. Hey, I don't care about Anthony Richardson's athleticism. I want to know your story. Isn't it wild that Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott have these crazy-ass stories where nobody liked them in high school or didn't really think too great? Not that Jalen was bad in high school. He wasn't. He turned out to be the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. He was good there. Thank you, Bear. I ha hey, have to move my kid in. It's her senior year. Whew. Crazy, man. There's Big Sales buying chicken wings for my daughter at the grocery store. Hey, by the way, real quick as I move on here, uh, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, I'm at number nine here. I haven't been in a grocery store in a long time. I walked in and I had to buy a bunch of stuff for my daughter. Where's the whipped cream? I don't know. Where's the bread? I don't know. Where? Hey, where's the eggs? I don't know. Deli meat? What's that? You mean deli meat at the deli? Yeah, turkey. Well, we don't have this. I, well, we only have top shelf. We don't have boar's head. Hey, uh, what's that? <laughs> whipped cream cheese, I should have said, Keon. 
I'm going to miss them. But the NFL is business, and we have to move on eventually. Absolutely. That's right. That's exactly how it is. JM, you bet it is. Been married to my wife for 33 years. Big Seals doesn't surrender through good or bad. That's right. I've never, I've never met a person I hated more, but I've never met a person I loved more than my wife. Damn. What a psycho. <laughs> mm, unbelievable. So I do believe, well, we'll see if it's going to be. Remember, these are observations. How about this one? Number 10. And again, what we're doing here is we're pu- I'm putting out 19 observations for this 2023 Eagle team that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Hey, by the way, these are going to be the topic tree. What I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm basically burying the lead. These will be some of the topics that we're hitting on. Okay? Here's one for you. I'm going to be interested to see how this works out. What will Hassan Reddick? What will he mean to the organization? If he puts up another double-digit sack season, okay? If Hassan Reddick puts up another double-digit sack season, what will that mean for him and the Eagles as they go forward? Hertz has to fight for respect every day in the NFL. Hey, DC, when you get up and go to work every day to put food on the table... Don't you have to prove yourself every day? What's the difference? Just because a man makes more money than another man doesn't mean he's a better man. And I'm not saying you're saying that. But I think sometimes people get that and they they it clouds their judgment. Just because you make more money than me don't make you a better man. I get up off my ass every day and go to work too. I have to prove myself every day, don't you? That's one thing I love about broadcasting. Can't have layups, dog. You're only as good as the last show you did. You're only as good as the last play you made. You're only as good as the last thing you do in your life. Why do you think I'm miserable all the time? Because I'm always self-evaluating. Sucks. Right? Those Kings better not let... Hey. I'm edgy today because I have very limited sleep, and that Canes football team better look good against that shit school. Well, I shouldn't say that because my aunt said kept my, my cousin first to Miami of Ohio. It's a very expensive school. Home of Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. You know, they coach there and all that. Very legendary program. They better not look bad against them. Okay, they just better not. What up, Big D? They better not look bad against Miami of Ohio. Okay? Seals, you're too hard on yourself. Let us take care of that. Thank you, Quan. Quan, are you kidding me? You're my right-hand man in this thing. See, Quan thinks I I love that guy. You had me wrong. I am not like any of these other hosts. Hey, start talking shit on the host. Because you know what those... Hey, Quan, you know what those guys do? 
hey, don't put him on the air. You can't put that guy. He's constantly saying some shit to me. And I can't have him debating me like that and talking shit to me like that. Don't put him on the air. You can't have it. And I'm like, put that guy first. Are you kidding? I'm the guy that says, put that guy first. I don't want to hear a guy from, hey, watch this. I don't want to hear a guy from South Philly going, Sills! Yeah, give me the give me the pose. Hey, you know, it's all right. I like it too, you know. All right, here's another one. Hey, so by the way, real quick, what do you think Reddick will mean to this organization if he puts another double digit sack up? You think they'll pony up $20 million? You think they'll pony up $20 million? You think they'll put hey. He puts up 13 sacks, Hassan Reddick. Okay? He puts up 13, gives you 29, 30 sacks in two years. Jesus, criminy. What more do you want? Do you think the Eagles will come in there and go, I'll give you 20, I'll give you 25 million? Well, shit, man. Some of these edge rushers today are making $25 million. Okay? You think that JM goes trade him? Dude, are you going to trade a guy that has 30 sacks in two years? I don't know about that. I'll say this to you, man. This year is going to be in. Hey, real quick, let me let me, let me me add a little addendum of a question. Look at the edge rushers this year to keep an eye on in the NFC East. Kayvon Thibodeau with the Giants. Will Chase Young get back to form like he was three years ago? Michael Parsons? And Hassan Reddick. I'll tell you this. If you're a quarterback, man, you better look out for these words. Hey, duck. <laughs> yeah. You got some people rolling at you. That's old school shit. Wilbur Marshall in Washington, right? Reggie, Seth, Lawrence Taylor. That's some, those are some pass rushers, dog. Okay. That's a pretty good shit. Hey, by the way, Barb, I'm with you. I don't know, man. I think two quarterbacks that I'm a little bit interested in this year's season will be Sam Howe and Jordan Love. Jordan Love doesn't look that horrible to me. Dosa goes, they'll just give him a load of money up front, restructure it. He'll make $2 in his salary, but they'll give him $25 million of a bag of money. Probably so. That's so gangster. Okay? It's so good. That's why you want to play in Philly. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to restructure your deal. Here's $25 million. Boom. Sign a bonus. Bring your contract down to $4 million. So it's not a huge cap hit. We'll defer it out three years. What do you think? And we can release you in year two. Money in the bank? Yeah. Versus getting $17 million a year and a signing bonus. Oh, give me the money. Give me the money. I want the money in the bank. I don't want you telling me you're going to pay me. How he truly understands the mind of the player? Yeah, because you know why? Everybody wants to be paid for their value. They want to be paid for their value. 
And NFL management has the upper hand with 90% of the players because they know. Let's move on here. Question number 11. Can I say this to you about Jordan Davis? Watch this. Watch when I say about Jordan Davis. Tone, everyone, I think you guys all agree. Man, 478 at 348 pounds. What in the world is that? I said that. His size. Xander Krause goes like this to me. So as I saw him at the Maxwell Awards, I couldn't believe the enormous size of the guy. It was just enormous. Wow. He's fast. He's big. How come I do this then? Well, how come he don't play like that? He don't play big. He plays big in spurts. Now, if he comes into the 2023 season and has a really great year, you know what people will do? Even me. Well, you guys are right, man. The 2022 season was just a blimp on the screen. And he's a really good football player. Don't you think I want to say that? See, I think you guys think that I want to be cemented in my takes. My takes are not infinite. How can they be? A player's performance will dictate how I see that. You can't put your take or your opinion on somebody or anyone in life. Because it constantly changes. How can you do that for a football player? Why do you guys look at football players and because somebody says something about a guy four years ago, like Carson Wentz, like all of you did, now you say he sucks. All of you do. That's not a bad take. It's truth. When you're talking sports, like Barb just said, it's fluid. We're not writing a constitution here. Come on, man. You prefer to be right. Of course I do. Of course I do. But, bro, if I was right every single day, JM, I wouldn't be here. I'd be at a slot machine or I'd be at a card table and I'd be on an island with a moat on fire, with no boats, no one else, you'd never find me, and I'd look like Howard Hughes. Long fingernails, facial hair, every, I, you couldn't find me. I'd be in a teepee somewhere. <laughs> you, 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 you couldn't find me. Howard called me the other day and wants me to help him with decisions. Oh, okay, maniac. What's that? What, what type of medication to take? I said, my friends with big, I'm friends with big sales. He hung up. <laughs> of course he hung up. He's a gator. Gators all cower. Go under the table, hide, get beat up by the Utes. One of the greatest things I saw last night. We'll always remember something, maniac. Gators are cowards. No one likes to be wrong, so people just handle it differently. You got, you got you're all wrong, Sills. Yeah, hey, okay. 
being wrong? Here, th- watch this. Boy, Lamar Jackson will be out of the end. Here, here's how it actually went down. Watch this. Hey, man, Lamar Jackson will be out of the NFL in five years. Next year's the MVP. I couldn't have been more wrong about a guy. Kudos to you, dude. Way to go. People were going like this. Why are you cheering for a guy you bashed last year? Because I thought he sucked. Yeah, but you can't change your opinion. I can't. You've been divorced three times, guy. You changed your opinion, didn't you? Yeah, but that don't count. Oh, oh, I see. So changing your wife out three times um, doesn't carry the same significance as Big Sills being wrong about Lamar Jackson. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that you got, they got you all wrong. You don't wish for, absolutely not, do not wish for a guy's failure. I do not wish for any, unless you're a tool. Unless you're a tool. Okay? Okay? Trey, let's be respectful to Mark and everybody. Okay? Gee, I sound like I'm not from Philly now. Not that I am, but I feel I am. I don't know. You guys are really being weird on me. I'm feeling something really psychotic towards your city. I don't know what it is. I tried when I, hey, get this. Wait, tell me, Quan, everyone, Tone. I go to a, I go to a, I go to a gas station. The card doesn't work. Says, see a cash attendant. I walk in there. I go, hey, the thing outside. He goes, what thing? I said, I got my card in my hand. The gas pump said, come in and see you. What do you want me to do? I go, bake me a pie. I, I need gas, guy. And I, I'm very aggravated. And the guy goes, that's all he had to say. I go, well, I'm not in here to sit here and try to ask you out on a date, son. Turn the goddamn pump on. And the guy goes, I go, hey, you started this. Here's, here's a card that says, come and see you. And the guy goes like this. Well, yeah, I go, look at here. We're in a debate right now. One, you don't like me, and I don't like you, and I don't really care. And you don't care. So just, here we go. Sure. I walked out, my wife goes, all that. I go, Quan and all these people, there's something seriously wrong with them. There's something wrong with Maniac and all these guys. Okay? There's something wrong with you. Because I'm not doing this. Yeah, the thing over there. I, I, I haven't, see, you got to remember something. I hang around my redneck wife who's from Dallas. And, you know, she says fixing and folks on a hill and shit like that. None of us know what that means, right? Fixing and shit like any of that, right? All right. I forget about, you know, I'm, I'm back to doing that again. It's a total disgrace. <clears throat> it's a total disgrace. I want to finish this up. I'm, I'm going to finish this up, um, Tone. I got some ways to go here, though, but we're going to roll through it because we missed yesterday. Barb goes, God bless your wife. You have no idea. Okay. Hey, 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 Barb, do you know what lacrosse means? That means the cross we bear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just remember that. Lacrosse, the cross we bear. <laughs> My wife's got the patience of Job with me. 
Just remember that one. God bless Aunt Betty. She's going to get in my ass about GD where I said it. Excuse me, God. My aunt sits out front of a church listening to my show every day, and she goes like this. He didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. yeah my, my aunt, Carrie, walks around. Okay, so he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. This is my PR rep. Fantastic. Now we know what happened to Job. Shut the hell up. All right, number 12. Is N'Kobe Dean a player? Is he a player? Is he good? Hey, don't you? Yeah, he, yeah he's good. <laughs> hey, look. Here's my take on N'Kobe Dean. Watch this. Is he a player? Not really have to say anything. Not really have to say anything because we don't know. Tyler's like, yes. You see him against Vanderbilt? Did you see him against the Citadel? He made 38 tackles versus the Citadel. Did you see him against Appalachian State? Man. Kobe was all over the field against North Dakota State. <laughs> that white guy beer drinking team. <laughs> don't ever draft a guy from North Dakota State. Just don't do it. There's something really weird about that place. What are they, like the bison? Jesus, criminy. It's two degrees in September, right? <laughs> it's two degrees in September, and you got white cornerbacks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see too many Jason Seahorns coming out of North Dakota State. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Hey, yeah, I, when you got a guy named Billy Bob Smith playing corner at North Dakota State, don't you think you got a problem? Starting a corner for the North Dakota State Bison, Billy Job, Billy Bob Smith. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> uh, who's the other corner? Bobby Wilkins. Wait, Bobby Wilkins and Billy Ray Smith are over playing corners and for the Bison. Oof, it's like a softball league. <laughs> it's like a Wisconsin softball league. Sammy Joe Johnson is the other one. That's a good one. What a Brazil that is. <laughs> Not even an Italian. Hey, you don't even have Italians on the North Dakota State football team. I mean, Jesus, got to have at least an Italian guy. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have an Italian guy on the team, I'm not there. It's not working for me. I'm very biased to that, too. Number 13. Will Howie make a move in season this year? If you had to pick one position that Howie Roseman 
will make in season like he did last year defensive tackle. What position will that be, you think? What position do you think he makes in season? Will it be wide receiver three? Linebacker? You're very limited at both those positions. I don't think they sign another running back. A corner, Quan? Hey, you see, when, when, I'll say this to you. When you say Devin White and you put Devin White in there, that's not a Howie move. Howie doesn't trade for giant contracts. Okay? He makes giant contracts. He he made he gave Hassan Reddick 15 million. That turned out to be a deal. He gave AJ 20 million. That turned out to be a deal. He gave James Bradbury 6 million. That turned out to be a deal. He rips teams off. Or what he does maybe is he sees what teams have on their team and he doesn't sit there and negotiate with the top end 1% of the roster. He does the bottom end. Everyone knows this in your, your, your place of business. Do you not? Everybody knows this in their place of business, right? How many people are underutilized for their talents where you work? And you're like, that guy is going to be a great general manager, a great salesman, or a great president of a company. And you just know it. But they're not paying them yet because the owners doesn't, they don't have to yet. Okay? Number 14. Couple more, Tone. Do the Eagles really believe in the depth at safety? Well, here, let me combine the next question with that. Who will emerge as a star at safety? Reed Blankenship? Terrell Edmonds? Hey. Was it Terrell Edmonds kind of cast off in a way out of Pittsburgh like James Bradbury was out of New York? Can't you make the same comparisons? Now, Bradbury was a pro bowler. I get it. So there's probably more of a star power around him. But am I right? Pittsburgh kind of went, Man, we're not we're moving off him. What if he turns out to be the next James Bradbury? And I'm talking story like. Okay. And Sidney Brown. I know that Tone likes Reed Blankenship. Who will emerge as a star at safety? Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, 
Sidney Brown. Story to keep an eye on. Number 16. Three more, Tone. What's up with punter? It's September 1. What are we doing? Uh, really? Are the Eagles the only football team in the National Football League that doesn't have their special team solidified yet in their kicking game? Are they the only team that doesn't have a punter signed? I think they're the only team in the National Football League that doesn't have a punter. So what is Jalen going to do? Is Jalen going to punt? Double duty? I mean, you got a punter, do you? Number 17, how will Sean Desai use the talent on the team? You're not as experienced, so do you use more talent by being more aggressive or conservative? If I've got here, do you agree? If I have more athleticism on my team, I'm going to take more chances. If I have experience and I'm not as athletic, I'm going to play center field like I did last year. I think there's a chance this year. You may see the Eagles get beat deep on plays, but there's also a chance you may see that safety position blitzing more than you've seen since Brian Dawkins. You, you, you may see, and it may look like the old Jim Johnson stuff. I'm good with that. Remember what I told you. If you go 11 and 6, 10 and 7, and you get to the postseason, and you start killing teams because your defense got better in week 10, and you're, wouldn't you rather be a better team in November than September? Or most importantly, I'd rather be a better team in February. But you got to, to get to February, you got to start in November, I believe. Right? Brian Johnson. I'm going to make a proclamation here. You guys haven't had me say this yet. You want to be an NFL head coach? Do you know what the fastest thing to do to be an NFL head coach? What do you think the fastest avenue and lane to be an NFL head coach is? If you, and not coaching Mahomes. Can I go to the head coach maker, please? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to start making coaches. He made that Shane Steichen guy one. Brian Johnson is going to be the next one. You watch. He's going to continue to. If he improves, Brian Johnson is going to get credit for that too. And Jalen would have made another quarterback, coach slash OC, a head coach. I'm not giving Nick Sirianni the credit. I'm giving Jalen Hurts the credit. He's an NFL head coach maker. Shane Steichen? <laughs> okay. 
Let's see what he does with Anthony Richardson. Hey, if Anthony Richardson turns out to be Cam Newton and Jalen Hurts, wrong. But if that thing's a train wreck like I think it's going to be, then Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts' star is going to be even bigger if Shane Steichen goes to Indianapolis and he sucks. Okay? If he sucks, everyone's going to go, okay, it was Hurts. It was Hurts. You're looking at the quarterback maker. You're looking at the NFL head coach maker. Look at Brady and all the head coaches he gave opportunities to. Charlie Weiss? Judge? (laughs) Bill O'Brien? Josh McDaniels? How have they done so far? Tom Brady? How are all those offensive coordinators that Brady had in in New England, how have they done as head coaches? I mean, Charlie Weiss was given the head coaching reins at Notre Dame. How were those guys all done? It was Brady. It wasn't those guys and their master master brains. Shit, man. They thought they were so full of themselves in New England. They made Matt Patricia offensive coordinator. Then they realized, uh uh-oh, it was the guy in Tampa. Okay? Last one. Nick Sirianni in year three will be what? We, You know what? We've seen Nick Sirianni do this. As a coach. By the way, Angelo Cataldi on this program thinks he's a cheerleader. I think he's a guy who adapts. And that's a modern day guy. He's a modern day coach. Can you imagine going to Buddy Ryan? I'm taking the defensive coordinator responsibilities away from you because our defense is not playing good. What do you think Buddy would have done to Norman Brayman? It wouldn't just be the guy in France. Okay. Nick goes like this. Okay. Can't hurt. Changes. Nick Sirianni's the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles because he gave in and gave up the offensive coordinator duties. Something that he coveted his entire coaching career was to be an NFL head coaching play calling guy. And he gave that up. He gave that up. Those are my takes. What I'm going to be looking for. And I think, hey, like, like, like my guy Tone says, let's go. Nine days, baby. Nine days. All the stuff we've talked about. Has really no bearing. By the way, I want to show you a little bit more disrespect on your boy Hertz from the national folks and from the people who put up the big money. But I want to say this to you too. Don't forget next week, 
we are going to be giving away gift certificates with our friends at Hooters with the seven locations in the Northeast area. Go to northeasthooters.com to find that location nearest you. Merchandise, gift certificates, all kinds of great stuff that we're going to be doing. We're so looking forward to you guys coming out and seeing us at the King of Prussia one. That's where we're going to be doing a lot of our events. The iconic Hooter girls are going to be there serving you. Again, fantasy draft parties too, man. This weekend is a great time to go watch some college football to get your parties going there. appreciate it. Nick makes the playoffs feel good and appreciate it. Got you, man. Don't forget also Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free, wing Wednesdays, one of the great traditions, a 40-year tradition at the wing house or at, at, at Hooters is this. Listen, guys, when you look at this scenario here, 1983, that's when Hooters was founded. They found Hooters, okay, found it. Found Hooters in 1983 with my friend Ed Droste and them guys. Absolutely fantastic. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Don't forget, six items, six bucks, spectacular stuff. Go to northeasthooters.com to find the location nearest you and to find one of those seven locations. You will absolutely love the environment at Hooters. I've been with these folks for so many years, and we appreciate them like you don't know. And when you walk into Hooters, do me a favor. You tell them Big Sills sent you. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles all right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? 
<laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Sales National Football Show. Appreciate you guys. Please hit the like button. We so thank you guys for coming aboard. Looking forward to the start of the NFL season next week, nine days away from the start of the season. Um, before we get to Jalen, and again, I I just think this stuff is fuel, like Jordan used to say. Jordan was motivated by all the fuel, not Larry, not Magic. Scoring champion, can't win titles. All you got to do is listen to his Hall of Fame speech. And you'll get an understanding of who he is and what he is. He was motivated by all that bullshit that people said about him. Scoring champ, can't win titles. He's not that guy. You know, I mean, didn't you realize it when he was a freshman in the corner beating Georgetown at 19 years old? Having the moxie to take that jump shot? Didn't that tell you that he had an innate quality about himself? Let's not forget something. Like, Worthy was on that team. Brad Dougherty was on that team. They had phenomenal players on that North Carolina team. And here's his freshman taking the shot. That tells you about one's character. I don't care who they are, where they are in their careers, what you think of them. This is who I am. That guy has thought he was a, the greatest player in the NBA's history since he was probably 10. I love people like that. Whether you're 10 years old or you're 40 years old, you still think that shit, man. Your body's the thing that gives out on you. So, hey, before I get to Jalen here, so Travis Kelsey comes out and says, Chris Jones, the best defensive player in National Football League, pay him. How come Patrick Mahomes isn't the one saying that? Where's he in this? Oh, that's right. He got his 50 million. Why isn't he standing up for his guy? You're you're not going to win a Super Bowl if Chris Jones misses nine games. You could save that. Because as packed as the AFC is, that could cost you home field advantage. You might win 10, 11 games in the AFC. It might not make the postseason this year. I think it's pretty packed. You think you could give up games? And you're not giving up some third-round guy. You're giving up the best defensive tackle in the NFL right now, Quentin Williams, Aaron Donald, and this dude. And you're not winning and repeating without him on the field. You may be playing as good a football as possible towards the end of the year. But it could be too late by then. You don't have – hey, what was the uh, Chiefs defense rank last year? It wasn't spectacular, right? It, 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 it. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wasn't spectacular. So you take the most spectacular defender off your football team and you think that's a cool thing because you want to debate money with him? Man, the business of the NFL is more important than the business of going out and winning. That's a fact. That's why in Philly it's not. Or, well, maybe it is. Because we'll see if those decisions not to pay linebackers and quality running backs, big money, and safeties, big money. We'll see if that – hey, by the way, that should be another question added. We'll see if the money decisions cost them. We, I don't know yet. Cost you last year. Special teams. A poor third wideout, poor co- poor coaching. All those things reared its head. That's what got exposed in the Super Bowl for the Eagles. Poor special teams, poor running game with the backs not Jalen, poor coaching. Okay? What second sacks get you? The silver medal. Congratulations to you, J.M., like Tone says, it's okay to have the silver medal as long as you're on the podium, right, Tone? <laughs> hey, as, lo- as long as you're on the podium, right? We're good. It's okay. You know, hey, man, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hmm. You get on the podium, man. Bronze medal, silver medal, gold medal. Hey, man, you know, I finished in the top three. What the hell? Not me, gold or nothing, big seals. Tone's Ricky Bobby. You ain't first, you last. They got gold. They got pyrite. <laughs> the Eagles had fool's gold last year. You got a new game that, eh, we don't need to do that. We're nine days out from the new season. Let's not relitigate what happened. Because I don't think you've done enough to fix what your issues were in that game. But, hey, that's another question. That we'll be looking at. You haven't done shit to. You haven't done anything. To tell me that you fixed those problems. In that Super Bowl game. Heading into this year. That's a fact. Nothing. And he got lighter on defense. We'll see. Nine days. I don't. Like Tone says. I can't wait for the season to start. So we can shut your mouth. Big Sills. All right. (laughs) One more thing here. Why is it so that the media is doing this? Man, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, aren't they just great as general managers and head coaches go? What a tandem. Look at the roster they built. Yeah, they missed up on the Lance trade to get that quarterback and move up. I know they had to give three ones up, but man. Don't they know how to win? How come I do this? Well, you know, I got to say that the guys that are in that division that are better than you are John Schneider 
and Pete Carroll. They move off a Hall of Fame coach and they're better. You move off a of Jimmy Garoppolo and at the end of the game, Christian McCaffrey's your starter. Um, help me out here. They moved off a Hall of Fame. They moved off a Hall of Fame quarterback and got better. I think Seattle's a sleeper. I think I think that team's going to be a surprise for a lot of people. I don't think people. And by the way, I'm talking about getting to a conference title game. I'm not talking about winning a playoff game. I think that team's good. Now it comes down to Geno doing it again. Completely agree with you. Completely agree. Completely. I completely agree. Okay? But John Schneider and Pete Carroll, they're totally rebuilding that organization. Okay? I mean, I got to say, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, I, I, I tell you, man, I think Kyle Shanahan's so overrated. I think he's so overrated. And I think the only reason that he's still a head football coach and gets these opportunities because his last name is Shanahan. If his last name was Shenanigans, there's not a chance that guy gets the head coaching job in San Francisco. Not after that disaster in Atlanta. So you hire a guy who gave up a 28-point lead in the Super Bowl and name him your head coach in San Francisco. Off of what? How he handled RG3? Matt Ryan? How did Kyle Shanahan become a head coach in the NFL? What was his one intangible that he he could... What, what made it so... Political pressure and nepotism? I just don't get it. All right. So I was looking around and I saw this. You guys are going to love this. I saw this and I, I saw this actually last night. Some of my friends in Vegas, speaking of that, my boy Philly Godfather will join us at 530 Eastern time. Odds to win the most valuable player award. People put the money up. Mahomes. Oh, by the way, next Tuesday, Jimmy Johnson will join us. Oh, we got word the rock's coming. Maybe I should restate that. The Rock's coming on the show. Here. I got to show you this. You're going to love this. Okay. So here's what happened. Look at this tone. Got it. You see the one that says, Maya? That's The Rock's publicist. And she texted me this. I got to put my hand over her number. DJ's excited or wants to time it up with the XFL initiative. 
I'll come back with you with some dates. We're in. Woohoo. Rock is very excited to come on. Big Sills. Wow, that's fantastic. Rock, baby. Finally. Only took me five years to get the guy. He's a hurricane, too. He's a hurricane, too. Dwayne Johnson, man. He's looking forward to coming on. He finally wants to come on the show because the show's been kicking so much ass because of you, guy. Okay? Hey, hey, Omar. I don't believe it. Hey, Omar. You know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, he's very excited to come on. So, yeah, Michael Irvin, too, is trying to work some time for us next week. Come on, he's doing a new show with uh, Undisputed. So I was watching that thing with Undisputed. I've never seen an older guy sound stupider in my life than Skip Bayless with Keyshawn Johnson, Michael Irvin, and Richard Sherman. I mean, they're shutting that guy out of his own show. He can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> he, those guys are just shutting him out. I mean, Keyshawn Johnson is taking that show over, man. I mean, it, it, he brought those dudes in. See, Stephen A controls the room. He controls it. Skip can't because he's not very good at it. He, okay, he needs a wheel runner. And he thinks he's a wheel runner. He thinks he's Stephen A. Stephen A does showing you he does a better job running the show than Skip because those other guys are running him out of the room. Okay? Undisputed is terrible right now. It's unlistenable, man. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Oh, by the way, real quick. So my boy Carton's got a partner. I guess it was Jalen Rose's guy. And I'll just tell you this. There's not a lot of happy people right now. Even with, get this. My boy's making over a million dollars a year now on that show. And he's not happy. He's not happy. I'm like, well. So now you got a guy driving your boat into the sea. <laughs> He's like, oh, please don't do that to me. And and please, I go, so wait a minute, let me get this right. They signed you for all that money. Now they want to change you. He goes, yeah, I go, you see what they do is when they give you that money, they think it can change you instead of you just doing your show. He's like, man, what are you telling me? You wouldn't have took the money? I'm, no, I took it too. But I would have known I'd have been fired in 18 months. Okay. Skips the goat, Trey says. Here. I'll give you tomorrow's show. I got it. You ready? This is this is for you, Trey. Here's Bayless's show tomorrow. Cowboys. Super Bowl win. Aaron Rodgers sucks. Joe Burrow's better now. Here's the new one. Joe Burrow's better than Patrick Mahomes. He, he Well, he, he doesn't believe it. And here's the other one. Austin Reeves is more important than LeBron James. <laughs> the Lakers. Did you hear what I just said, Tone? He actually was saying today that he thinks that Austin Rivers... Not Austin Rivers. What's the guy's Austin Reeves is more valuable to the Lakers 
Then LeBron James. I'm like, man. He said that. Austin Reeves is more important to the Lakers' success than LeBron. I went, wow. Just, this is what you guys, what we were just talking about. How could you sit on that limb? How can you sit on that limb? You know, get this, more power to him. More power to him. I, I, I don't know how, I, I, I don't understand that. LeBron James. Now again, and you guys get on my shit because I bring up stuff like, I'd like to see Jalen do it again for one more year. You never heard me say he sucked last year. I didn't like it. That's not my style of football. That's all. That's all that is. It, it's I don't have I don't know Jalen Hurts from a can of paint. Why would I not like him? I got nothing against him. He looks like a quality dude. People that I know like him. They they do. But hey. <laughs> So here's what they think of your boy Jalen Hurts. Number 10, according to my friends in Vegas. Justin Fields, <clears throat> plus 2,500 to win the Most Valuable Player Award. I really hope this kid has a great year. I do. You know what I like about him? He's trying so hard. He is working so hard, and he's trying. By the way, when I look at him and I look at Kyler Murray, I see one guy who's working his ass off to try to get back on a football field to be a success, like Fields to just get out there on that field game one just to go out there and play his ass off and just to try to better his football team, pull his teammates along with him. I watch Kyler Murray – I don't know, why Why do I look like I'm watching like a lawyer or some sort of business guy and everything he says and everything he does, he's trying to be calculated with it. It's just, I mean, I don't believe you. When I, when, I, when, I, when I listen to Kyler Murray talk, I don't believe him. I, I, I don't believe him. Hey, here, I think that's a great, that's a great topic. Do I believe Hurts? Absolutely. Do I believe Daniel Jones? I don't care to believe Daniel Jones. I guess if I'm a giant, I have to. Sam Howe, can I tell you what my problem with Sam Howe is? Too many people in Washington, especially with the commanders, are doing all the talking. I've never heard Jalen Hurts or anybody even, you know, the coaches don't really go over the top with all the accolades for Hurts, do they? That's when you know you got someone. The players do. You know, isn't that true? The players in Philadelphia don't, I mean, the coaches really in Philly, they say great things about them, but they don't go over the top or they don't go overboard with it. You know what I mean? The players do. That's when you know you got somebody, I think. And it seems that the commanders are going like way overboard. I like what players are saying about Jordan Love in Green Bay. That's kind of where I go. I don't really go with what the coaches do. This guy, that shit's stupid. Remember what they were saying about Trey Lance? 
unbelievable. You should see the improvement. Remember at the beginning of training camp? At the end of training camp, they traded him for a fourth rounder. Some improvement. What, a, what an indictment on Kyle Shanahan for not being able to connect with him and coach him. I thought this guy was great. Well, he took a last player in the seventh round and turned him into a guy who was on his way to potentially winning the NFC title game. Yeah, well, what about the guy you traded for three ones? We don't talk about him here. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Really? That's right. Then, Rick, I get that. They're trying to make Sam Howe sound like he's some sort of special character or something. Number nine, Tug of Viola, plus 2,200 for the MVP. Two is good, man. Two is a good player. Can he hang in there, though? Right? Can he hang in there? Number eight, Trevor Lawrence. This is according to the guys in Vegas. Plus 1,800. I love this kid. I hope he continues to grow. And I'm going to say this to you. That guy, Trevor Lawrence, I think he saved football in Jacksonville, along with Doug. That's the greatest job of coaching in a shitty place that I've seen in a long time. It's the Jaguars. It's the Jags. Doug Peterson took the Jaguar job for only one reason. It was Trevor Lawrence. You think Doug Peterson with all the job offer, the New Orleans job was there for him. Do you think with all the things that he could have had and done, the Jags were high on his list? The only reason they're high on his list is because of Trevor Lawrence. That's been the top picks, too, because they've sucked so long. Number seven, Aaron Rodgers. You know, (laughs) this Jets team, plus 1,500. This Jets team, who do you feel more comfortable with, the Lions or the Jets, to make it to a conference title game? Lions or the Jets? Why, Why do I feel Lions... Why do I do this? So they get Jamison Williams back after five or six games. They put him on the other side. That running game comes around, which they revamped. Their defense is getting better. Why do I feel like the Lions look like a better play to me than the Jets do? I mean, Aaron Rodgers said he's the greatest mushroom eater. I don't know, quarterback. That guy can eat a mushroom, from what I understand. And 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 then he can uh, hey, from what I understand, Barb, Aaron Rodgers can eat a mushroom, and I hear he can recite the Beatitudes and give you sermon on the mound like nobody's business. Then the smoke comes out of the chimney, and it's like, you know, he's the Pope of Greenwich Village. I don't know. That's just what I'm hearing. Aaron Rodgers is not a Pope of Greenwich Village. I don't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, there he is, the Pope of Greenwich Village, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He won it at the track. <laughs> right? Jets may end up with a better record. We'll see. They're in a very good AFC East. Yeah, I know. I, I, no, look at the division they're in. Right. They got to play the Bills twice. That's no given they beat them. You got to play the Dolphins. Patriots are going to be decent. Come on now. Barb goes, Aaron Rodgers can't handle the truth. Send him to Guantanamo. Number six, Lamar Jackson. I'm looking forward to this guy, man. I really am. I can't wait to see him. Plus 1,400. They say he's just itching to get on a football field and show people he's comfortable with the contract he got finally. Um, he wanted to remain a Baltimore Raven. My question is, are we going to – hey, is is Lamar Jackson going to start to look like Cam Newton? Or is he going to start looking like Josh Allen? 4,400 yards, less running. I don't think he can be Josh Allen. Just like I don't think Jalen Hurts can be Josh Allen. I certain here, I think Jalen's a better passer than Lamar. And they want him to throw the ball more? Why would you go to a skill set? Well, he led the NFL in touchdowns one year throwing the ball sales. 3,100 yards? Yeah, because he was running for 1,100 yards. And they, they, the passes were wide open. I really never... Th- so here's a unanimous MVP. That offense was what? Was, didn't they go 14-2? and two? So they went 14-2, and two, and he was a unanimous MVP. We got to change the offense. Eh, well, I don't know. Really? Okay. I heard that Zay Flowers is unbelievable. I can't wait to see him, too. They say Zay Flowers is more impressive than Odell Beckham Jr. That when he's on the field, you see it's just pure speed. And can I tell you this? He's a bet. So far, they're saying he's a better version of Deshaun Jackson. Like that kind of speed, but can run routes. That's what I'm hearing. I didn't personally see that. I didn't personally see that at Boston College. But they're saying he's that. <laughs> Tones like this. Yeah, Odell's 32 and four knee injuries. <laughs> he better be better. Oh, they're not going anywhere. He's right. Actually, by season's end, I would say that the Ravens are probably hoping that Zay Flowers is the number one and Beckham's the number two. Maybe third option when you go to the tight end. Okay? Because to me... Odell Beckham is more of a decoy. See, A.J. Brown's a decoy, but he's also a ball player. Because you know why? Here, when A.J. Brown lines up, you're like this. Okay, there he is. This guy after the catch, man, he's unbelievable. He's <laughs> This guy's insane great. Okay? When Odell Beckham's there, you're like, this guy hasn't been good in five years. I'm gonna lock this guy down. I'm putting, I'm putting cornerback number two on Beckham. I'm not. I'm, if Flowers turns out to be better, I'm gonna put CB one on him. 
Debo goes, I'm no, you're, you're a decoy. If you got Darnold duck as your quarterback, just remember that kid. Hey, Debo, if Darnold duck is your quarterback, you got serious problems. Number five, when it comes to MVP odds, the folks in Vegas, Justin Herbert, plus 950. Then at four, the man from the city of brotherly love, plus 900. Jalen Hurts. And of course, arguably the most talented quarterback. Skill set wise, Josh Allen. Number three, plus 750. (laughs) Burrow plus 700. And Mahomes plus 600. Obviously, he's the number one guy until someone knocks the king off. Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen. Josh Allen MVP. Why not? Why not? 13 and three last year. Season he had. According to Philly fans, he sucks. Jalen had a better year. Okay. He did? He got to the Super Bowl. I know. It's funny. I heard Joe Montana say this, and I think this is appropriate in how you look at Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Joe Montana was asked the question who the greatest quarterback he's ever seen. You know who he said? Dan Marino. He said he had two little dudes, Duper and Clayton, and you could mug those guys back in the day. Can you imagine Dan Marino in today's NFL where you couldn't do any of that? He goes, you could not stop him. He said Dan Marino would throw for 9,000 yards. He was doing things we never seen. I've never seen a guy throw the ball like that. Dan Marino in today's NFL, and you couldn't hit him. Montana, who won four Super Bowls, and this guy, Brady's more like Bill Russell. Montana is more like Jordan. Never beaten. Beat beat Marino in L.A. in Super Bowls. Never threw a pick in a Super Bowl. How about that in four Super Bowls? Joe Montana never threw an interception. 135 quarterback rating. (laughs) never threw a pick 14 touchdowns in four games you can say all you want about Tom but those that guy in those games we hit Jerry Rice no he didn't not in that first Super Bowl who was he throwing to Burt Cooper Wendell Tyler and Freddie Solomon those were his targets Those were his targets. And he won a Super Bowl doing that. Crazy, crazy great. Philly Godfather is going to join us in hour number three at 530. We're going to look at week one of the National Football League. We're going to do that. A little bit of college stuff too. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. I guess when you're first up and you start doing things that are different, Deion Sanders is getting a shitload of of grief for what he's doing. Also, 
There's a spy. The Eagles are being spied on. The Eagles are being spied on. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're being spied on. You're being spied on. Here, let me do it now. You're being spied on by the Patriots. The Patriots are spying on you. You sign Matt Patricia. I'll sign Jalen Rager. What's the audibles? Give me a little bit of the insight of what they do in that offense. What is Jalen like? What does Jalen do? You think the Patriots are enamored with Jalen Rager's talents? They signed that guy a week before game one. Probably coincidence. (laughs) Jalen Rager is narking. You know he has an ass against the Eagles. Barb goes like this. Rager wasn't here last year. No. But he was here three years before that. And you really think the offense has changed that much? Maybe a little. And he was in training camp, wasn't he? Didn't they trade him to the Vikings? How do you know he doesn't have a playbook? Most players have playbooks. Hey, you got that playbook that Brian Johnson and Shane Steichen put together? As a matter of fact, I do. You'll do anything. You'll, you know what, with a snake to keep your job. I actually have a playbook from last year, 2022. Here's the playbook. <laughs> Here's the routes. Here's the audibles. Here's what they like to do on third and 10 in the red zone. Here's what they like to do on second and seven. Do you actually have a game plan? Oh, yeah, here. Players do this all the time to get jobs. Tell me you don't, wait a minute. Hey, Tone, you don't think that that is, let me guess. The Patriots just went like this. You know what, man? I can't believe everybody's missed on Jalen Rager, man. The Eagles, the Vikings. This guy here is, oh, no, no, no. You're right, Ben. Probably, Ben, the Patriots probably think so high of him. 
Hey, those other teams missed, man. We, we, we really, I guarantee you he's cut after, well, wait, if the Patriots win, he's got a job for the rest of the year. The Patriots lose, he'll be cut the following week. Dude, I had a playbook from the Bucks. I had one from the Cowboys. That shit is no accidental or coincidence, says Tone. So they signed. <laughs> Dude, as soon as I saw this, I went, look at Belichick putting in the back of the minds now of the coaches in Philly because of Patricia being signed as an assistant coach, telling all the nuances that they do up there, that he would play a little gamesmanship back with the Eagles. And a guy that they screwed up on who has an ass against the Eagles, who probably most likely has a playbook. Here, Bill. And now if you're if you're Johnson and you're Sirianni and you're Howie, you're like, we have to change our audibles now. Rager can't read. No, but Bill can. <laughs> Jalen Rager to the Patriots. <laughs> and people in Philly didn't even pick it up. Tone did. You think that was, hey, the Patriots signed Jalen Rager. Don't they play them week one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hey, it's one thing if the Patriots played the Eagles in week seven. You play them in week one. They'll take our chances. That's not the point. It's it's gamesmanship. Now let's say Rager. He's got a playbook. Fantastic. Guarantee you, agent goes, you know, we really appreciate you guys. And then, sure, wait, you don't think Bill O'Brien and you don't think Bill Belichick have gone to Rager already and asked them for help against and starting a game planning against the Eagles? What I'd like to do offensively? Oh, you're probably right. <clears throat> There's probably nothing to it. <laughs> right, Tone? Eh, it's just happenstance. Nah, don't worry about it, man. Shit happens all the time. <laughs> You, they, they, you got a you got a guy spying on you now. Oof. Regger's been gone for two years. No, he was here last year. All through training camp, all through the off season, all through OTAs, all through the installment of the 2022 offense. He knows exactly the 2022 offense. It's not going to vary that much. Okay. What do you, what, what's changed? Swift? Okay. <laughs> what's changed? Swift? Swift? All right. Hour number three. Hey, don't forget our great friends at Hooters. We are so proud to be part of the 40th anniversary and with the iconic Hooter girls. At any of the seven locations, find that one nearest you by going to northeasttutors.com. You're going to enjoy this football season so much. Great college football tonight. My Canes are playing actually tonight. 
Loved it at the Gators. Got their asses kicked yesterday by Utah. Hopefully you enjoyed it at one of the locations. All college football this weekend. Of course, NFL next weekend. This is the official home of all Eagle fans. Make sure you go to any one of the seven locations. We're going to be doing so much with our friends at King of Prussia. By the way, also, get certificates and merchandise next week. We're going to start giving it away and giving you an opportunity to win some of that. And We can't wait to do that, but please do me a favor. Make sure you get in there to one of the seven locations. Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free. On Wing Wednesdays, 1983, all you can eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Six items, six bucks, all the great drafts that you want. Happy hours are sensational. Some of the great items on the menu. Man, I love all the sandwiches. They make one whale of a burger, too. Hooters, spectacular stuff. NortheastHooters.com. Find that location nearest you. One of the seven Northeast locations. And don't forget, the King of Prussia one is the one that we're going to be doing a lot of work at. And when you go into Hooters, do me a favor and make sure you tell them Big Sill sent you. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles all right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. 
E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Big Sales National Football Show. We appreciate you coming aboard. Don't forget our boy, Philly Godfather, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Can't wait to have him come aboard with us. So Mike Evans is now talking about wanting out of Tampa Bay. Not shocked. I'm not shocked. Bucks are going nowhere. Players have a lot of opportunity nowadays to not have to sit around and watch an organization implode around them, especially at that position. Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame. He, Mike Evans is putting up Hall of Fame numbers. Okay? What does he owe them? He performed. He gave him a week one deadline. Could he be moved to say, what if they move him, Mike Evans, to Kansas City? Kansas City spend that kind of money on a Mike Evans? As a matter of fact, Mike Evans is older. I'm not going to give you a Justin Jefferson deal. Dude, you're starting to hit the back nine here. I think as you get a little older, you got to start looking at money like Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins. They may still have gas in the tank, but the money that is coming up in the NFL now at the wide receiver position, do you know who those guys are? Get this. DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans might be better than Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. But who are you going to pay? Who are you going to pay a long-term deal to? I'm going to go with the younger guy. I'm going to go with the younger dude. And and so you you, you negotiate, you go, hey, Mike, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a two-year contract of $14 million a year. That's a steal. Because I personally think Mike Evans is a better wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. If you had to win a game, who would you rather have as your why? Mike Evans or Tyreek Hill? I'd rather have Evans. Better cat, catch radius. He's more consistent. He, he actually catches touchdowns. He's Super Bowl winner too. He's Super Bowl winner too. Shit, Hopkins is a better is a better receiver. Hopkins was on pace last year before he got hurt and playing in that shitty Cardinal organization. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. Larry Fitzgerald playing in Arizona. What a shame. Can you imagine if Larry Fitzgerald played in Pittsburgh where he played his college and how great people would look at him if he had played at Pittsburgh with the Steelers or he had played with the Giants with Eli and how people would have looked at him. Instead, he's arguably one of the worst organizations in all of pro football. And he still put up those iconic numbers there. He still helped the team get to a Super Bowl, too. The Cardinals. If Larry Fitzgerald is playing anywhere else like the Rams or Chicago or Pittsburgh or even Buffalo, he's looked at in a whole different light. He's revered more. I would think, right? 
Real quick before we get into week one here a little bit, Jonathan Gannon. Have you guys seen this motivational video on the Cardinal Twitter page about Jonathan Gannon? He stole this from Sirianni. That's Sirianni's game. That's Sirianni. He's pretending to be Nick Sirianni. You know why he's pretending to... He's talking tough. Who rode the bus here? Who rode the bus here? Some bullshit. There wasn't a player in that room that believed him. But every player in that room has to tolerate him. You know why? Because he's your captain, and he's a shitty captain of your boat. They named a shitty captain of your boat. This guy's Captain Smith of the Titanic. You're on the boat. You're getting all the luxuries of being on the Titanic. But you know it's sinking. What's unfortunate is that those people that got on the Titanic didn't know the boat was going down. The players which is even more unfortunate, know the damn thing's sinking. And he's talking tough. Man. You don't, hey, tough guys don't talk tough. They are. Jalen Hurts is a tough guy. You know why? Watch him play. Jalen Hurts is a tough guy. That's a tough guy. You know why? Because tough guys don't have to tell you they're tough. Most tough guys are the loudest guys in the room, and they're usually the weakest guys in the room. This guy's really tough. Here, I'll give you another tough guy, Brady. Tough guy. Goes out there and plays every game. Lasted as long as he did. Took the hits he did. Those are tough guys. With smiles. You could be a tough guy and not have to go like this. Hey, I'm the toughest guy on the planet. And here's Jonathan Gannon. Come on, man. We're looking for tough guys here. I'd be like this. Jesus criminy, man. How in the world did I land here? How did I land here with this idiot? Man. I mean, that guy is, you know, you know, Tone, and I hate doing this to Eagle fans, but guys, that team won in spite of him. He, I cannot believe he was the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. That guy is a fraud, and he is he is a fraud. That guy's a fraud. Dude, nothing he says is real. Everything he does is bullshit. He's house hunting during the Super Bowl. He's acting tough. I mean, it's un- he may I think Gannon has to be the kind of guy that when you walk into a room, you know how you feel uncomfortable with a guy? 
He's got to be the guy you walk into a room. You just feel uncomfortable. Right? Eagle fan goes, who are you calling an idiot now? That D coordinator you had last year. Hey, how about this? Deshaun Desai is an upgrade as a human. I don't know if he's a better coach, but I like Sean Desai more than I like Jonathan Gannon already. How's that? And, and, and if you're a player, at least you can work with that. John Gannon's a, a defensive genius. Hey, Barb, how about this one? If he's such a genius, why did he go and cry to Howie to help him fix the defensive tackle position? I thought they drafted a guy 13th. So you know how they fixed his defensive tackle position? They went and found two guys at Tom and Jerry's. That's how they fixed it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I don't see it. I don't. All right. One last thing before we move on here. I'll say this to you. Why is it today? Hey, I, I, I think we're watching something that is so insane in the media going on. Why is it today that Trey Lance is a better player now because he's in Dallas than he was when he was in San Francisco? Why, why, is, why is there now a shift that people are now saying that Trey Lance, it's a new start. It's a fresh beginning. He's in Dallas now. He'll get a better opportunity than when he was in San Francisco. Are you throwing dirt and shade at Kyle Shanahan? John Lynch? That's also one of your golden boys. Why are the media people dressing up? Why are they dressing up Trey Lance? He's a third-team quarterback. You're dressing up a guy who's not good. You're dressing him up. You should be dressing him down. That guy sucks. He shouldn't be in the league. Mike Tyson said, Don King is a reptile. That's Gannon. Barry cost you a Super Bowl. Hey, Barry, always remember this. Two people cost you Super Bowls. Okay? Donovan McNabb and Jonathan Gannon. Donovan McNabb and Jonathan Gannon cost you Super Bowls in Philly. Those two dudes cost you Super Bowls. Am I wrong? (laughs) You guys look at here. We talked earlier in the first hour about two catches, right? Right? 
Oh my God, guys. Wait a minute. Yeah. We're working on dates for The Rock. As we speak. The two catches. And McNabb. And Gannon. Should never be allowed in Philly ever again. All right. Before we get our boy, Philly Godfather. By the way, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about um, these games with him as well. I think it's a great first week of the NFL. How about this one here? We'll give you our previews next Friday, as we always do on a Friday going in. How many people think that Detroit's going to go into Kansas City and win? I think the Lions are going to beat them. I think the Lions are going to beat Kansas City and Arrowhead. I don't know why. I think they're hungrier. I think they're coming off the Super Bowl. Chris Jones ain't on the field. You don't have anybody at wideout. Quan goes, are you high? They lost to the Colts. Why couldn't? If you can lose to the Colts, you're telling me you can't lose to the Lions? Frame that one for me. There's no way they're losing to the Lions. You lost to the Colts. How did you lose to the Colts? I like the Lions in this game. Carolina at Atlanta. I can't wait to get Philly Godfather here on this. I am starting to like Carolina and Frank Reich more. I think their defense is going to be a little bit more than what people think. Bryce Young's health has got to be a factor here, though. Atlanta, some people like Atlanta. I love Bijan. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Is Burrow playing? I could see Cleveland winning that game. It's at home. Cleveland's got a good football team. Hey, watch this. I think Cleveland's going to beat them. Jacksonville at Indy. Bucks at Minnesota. Justin Jefferson might go for 200 yards in that game. By the way, be interesting to see if they sign him to a contract before the start of the season. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Week one. Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. He's a better coach. 
That's going to be a good game. Arizona at Washington. Wow, Sam Howe gets to start out with a preseason football game. I didn't know Washington, because you bought the team and Josh Harris is the new owner, gets to extend his exhibition season. He's playing the Arizona Cardinals. I'm very sure Kyler Murray's not ready. Houston at Baltimore. I can't wait to see what Lamar Jackson looks like. Green Bay at Chicago. Jordan Love versus Justin Fields. Interesting game. Raiders at Denver. Raiders at Denver. Interesting. Very. I got to do this. I got to do this exercise here with my guy, Philly Godfather. First, I want to ask him some of the questions we asked earlier in the show in the first hour. I wanna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask him all, but I'm going to ask him some of these, and I want to look at week one of the NFL. We bring our friend in, Philly Godfather. Now, how you doing, brother? I'm hey, man. Big sales in the house. <laughs> hey, man, I hear you got a new show popping up here, man. Yeah, the sports betting show is on Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid, Jacob Sports. That's going to be on all our Twitter accounts as well. It's blowing up. Can't wait to see that, man. Can't wait to see that. All right, I'm going to ask you a few questions before we get into week one here. And I asked this question. These are, you know, last year we had completely different observations and concerns or what have you going into the season for the Eagles is hurts the guy, all these new faces they brought in. How are they all going to work? Who's Hassan Reddick? All that. Obviously a brand new, different conversation today. So I'm going to throw this at you here. I'm not going to ask all these questions, but I'll throw this. Do you believe that Marcus Mariota will help or hurt the Eagles in 2023? <laughs> Hopefully, he's not in the position to help us. Let me put it that way. Um, but if he is, I think we're in trouble as a team. If he, if he sees the field, the Eagles are in trouble, in your opinion. Oh, oh, finish below Washington? You know what? I was down on that team, but the way they're running their offense in preseason and the pace they're running it at, they're looking real fluid. They're looking real cohesive. Now, it was the preseason, but with that pass rush, I mean, they beat us last year, and they had a horrible season. So if their offense can put some points up on the board, they're going to hang around some of these games this season. How funny is that when you say that, too? They had a horrible year, and they were 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Yep, yep. Just if they're a little better, you're talking maybe 10 and 7. And, 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 you know, we always talk about the turnover differential. The difference between a team that's 7 and 10 and 10 and 7 is some fumbles, some interceptions, some bad luck. That's how close it is when you're 7 and 10 or 10 and 7. 
Absolutely. I tell people that's a great comment because I tell people this, the difference between a seven and 10 team and a 10 and seven team is probably 25 plays a year. Yep. For each team that, yep. that separates those two. So to me, that's exactly correct here. All right, let me throw this at you. Will Devontae Smith be the superstar and a top five wide receiver by the end of the season? I mean, there's so many great wide receivers in the league uh, and the NFC as well. But he can definitely get there. The way this team is loaded, it's just, you know, there, there's so many weapons on this team. Can, can he uh, amass the amount of yardage to be considered in the top five or top seven across the league where some other teams, you know, some of the wide receivers are top heavy. It's tilted where, he, you know, you got a real great receiver. Then all the other weapons on the team falls off and they really got to depend on that guy. Where the case with the Eagles is there's so I mean, you got, you got Goddard. You got Brown, you got Smith. I mean, there's so many weapons on this team. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to have a big season. I think he's going to have a big year this year. Is this the swan song for Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox? Yeah, I mean, I think this is it. I think this is the, you know, the going away party. This is the season. Uh, for their sake, I hope the Eagles go deep in the playoffs. I hope they win the Super Bowl. For my pocket's sake, you know who I'm on. I'm on the Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. It's, it's about the money. The Eagles don't pay my bills, man. You know that, so I got you, man. How about this? If Hassan Reddick puts together another 12-plus sack season, what will that mean for his future in Philly and how the Eagles look at him? He'll be like 30 years old, I think. Do you give this guy $20 million? Or do you not give him $20 million? How, how do you address Hassan Reddick? He's underpaid now if you're looking at market value for edge rushers. I mean, he's around $15 million if you could say that's underpaid in market value, but it is. So what? What? how, how would they look at his future if he delivers another double-digit sack season? I don't want to call the two previous guys we talked about dinosaurs, but with those guys on the way out, I think you got to give them the money. I mean, I think you got no choice, especially if he puts up a, a, another monster season. I mean, who else are you going to give the money to if it's not him? All right, let me say this to you. If you had to put money on who's going to emerge as a star in the safety position for the Eagles, Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, could be the next James Bradbury on what and how they found him. I got it. Not the same. Bradbury was at least um, he was an all-pro when he was in New York. Um, or Sidney Brown, who emerges out of that group? You got a quarter on you? I want to flip a quarter. I want to flip flip a coin. Uh, you can pick either one. Wait, do, do you think this is not a very talented group? Nah, not very talented at all. I think that's the biggest issue on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not sold on Bradbury either, but uh, I think they're going to have some issues. There's going to be a big hole in that defense. The line is strong. Jalen Carter's a monster, but He's, you know, he's on probation. He's he's getting sued for millions of dollars. He's a kid. And if things start to affect him up top, maybe it'll, it'll show on the field. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're strong in the middle of the field. All right. We're going to do this, like, next week, get more intel from you and more into it, more detail. But I like every Friday looking at the upcoming games in week one here. Why do I like Detroit in this game versus Kansas City on Thursday night? Well, the game opened up on that key number of seven, and 
you know, the sharp money agrees with you. It's, it's hard. It takes a lot of money to, to move the line off of seven and off of three because they're such key numbers. And right now I've seen it as low as six. So there's some sharp action on Detroit at plus seven. And they're agreeing with you. I mean, Detroit looks to be the side here. Now, depending, depending on who's hurt, who's not hurt going into that first game as the injury reports come out, that could sway people's decisions. But as of right now, the Detroit Lions at plus seven. If you, if you can find a seven, I don't think there's any left. I think that's the right side. Man, I would be on that too. All right, so the Sunday games. Um, Carolina, Atlanta, two teams that are seemingly trending up. More so, are you more sold on Carolina or are you more sold on Atlanta? No, I, I actually went under seven and a half wins for the Panthers. Uh, rookie quarterback, no rookie quarterback, I don't think has ever won more than seven games on the season, or it's been a long time since it's happened. So I don't expect them to win more than six or seven games. Atlanta, I'm kind of bullish on. I went over eight and a half wins. If the Saints miss a beat, now the Saints are the monster in that division, and they got a really easy schedule. They finally got a, a half-decent quarterback. They got a great defense, and they got a defensive-minded coach. But uh, I'm bullish on Atlanta, and I'm not on the Panthers. Why do I like the Browns over Cincinnati in week one? Well, we talked to pro football. He's an injury doctor. He's Gives that great information. Oh, love, our, we, we know, our family knows Dr. Chow very well. We love him. Yeah, we had him on the show last night. And, you know, Burrow's not 100%. That's, you know, he's not going to be as mobile. He's going to be sitting in the pocket more. Now he gets rid of the ball so fast. And as we've seen in previous years, he's had some of the worst offensive lines in football, and he still took them there. But this Browns team is stacked. If you could, if you know, three is a key number. If you can get plus three on the Browns, I think it's the right side. I think they lost some players on the defensive side, Cincinnati, that's going to affect them this season. And uh, there's going to be more weight put on the shoulders of Joe Burrow. He's going to be like Atlas carrying that globe on his back. Uh, by the way, Dr. David Chow was also the former team doctor for the San Diego Chargers. So he's got a great background there, too. And I love him. And a lot of people that worked with him in San Diego uh, really think highly of him. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Um, is this the breakout party that we think everything's going to be for Trevor Lawrence? And this is kind of like the start of it. And by the way, give me your sense of Anthony Richardson and how you see him, because there's so much publicity out there on him, but I'm going to, I'll say this 51% completion percentage in the Southeastern conference in the Gator suck. I not mean, I don't get it. well, he's a big, strong kid, physical ability. Looks like he's got what it, what you need to play in the NFL. Now, processing the information, making the reads, we know how that important that is as a quarterback. Uh, I think there's going to be a huge learning process for him. I think it's going to take time for him to get acclimated to the NFL and how fast it is. You know how fast the NFL is. And um, I don't expect much from him early in the season, maybe later on in the season, but by then it might be too late. You know, they're going to have a bad record. Uh, but, yeah, I don't expect much from Anthony Richardson. You're now being called the Dallas Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. As long as I get those Benjamins in my pocket, you can call me the Benjamin Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tampa Bay versus the Minnesota Vikings. Give me your take on that game. I mean, Tampa Bay can hang around. They still got a solid defense. defense right? Yeah. And anytime you got a solid defense, you can hang around. If they can slow the game down, limit the possessions, run the ball, you know, stay within that. Two, two to three minute range in time of possession in the game. You know, you're getting some points. Uh, Minnesota's pretty good, though. But last year they got a little lucky. I mean, 
Their turnover differential was crazy. Their point differential didn't reflect what their record should actually be. Um, if I had to pick a side, man, I, I would take Minnesota just because I think uh, in the fourth quarter, they, they got enough weapons on that offensive side to pull away and cover the spread. Can Tennessee and Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins keep that game close in New Orleans? I mean, they're going to try, but the Saints are pretty good this year. Yeah, the more I think so about them, yeah, and the more I watch them play, and I think they got a chip on their shoulder. And uh, I don't think so. I think the Saints are the side there. I think this is a very intriguing game here in Week One: the Niners versus the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, eh, you know, do you have the quarterback situation the way it is? You know, we'll see. I mean. Is Purdy back? I mean, Pittsburgh's so well coached. How do you look at that game? I'm taking the three on Pittsburgh, and I'm taking one of the line. I think they win the game outright. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think the Steelers win this game against the Niners. Yeah, they, they, they're going to have a great chance. They're going to be in this game to the end, and if you know, ball bounces their way, they got they're going to have a great shot to win this game outright. Make sure you do me a favor and you watch Tough Guy Gannon on his Twitter page because he's like going like this. He's walking around like this guy's like Hulk Hogan and he's walking around the team room going, did you get on the bus today? Did you get on the bus today? Everyone's like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's doing Arnold, right? He's giving you the Arnold pose, man. Frank, he's more Franco Colombo though, under Arnold's armpit. Franco was small, man. Franco was tiny, but he was he was strong. He was hey, big. no, no, no. He was a Mr. Olympia, too. I get it. I'm with you there. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean this guy, I mean, every time Franco looked next to him, he looked like he was one of those little lawn jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're, you're sitting there, and you're going like, hey, what is that, man? Oh, my God. My grandfather had this. This white, like, lawn jockey in the front yard, painted white. Had a hat <laughs> on it. I remember that. Remember those things, right? It had, it had, they were like the lantern on it, right? All right. Um, here's your Arizona-Washington. I'm becoming more bullish on Washington. I think Washington could potentially win 10 ball games. I mean, they could. I actually put Washington in a teaser. They're part of my teaser combinations. I got Washington. I took it off that key number and brought it down to minus one. So all they got to do is win by one. I took the Packers from two all the way up to plus eight. And I also have the Dolphins instead of, you know, taking three with the teaser. I took them all the way up to plus nine. So I mixed and matched those three teams in different two team uh, teaser combinations. Baltimore, Houston, you think good things this year from the Ravens? Yeah. Yeah. Lamar's and then the Texans have some issues on their offensive line. Guys are really hurt. So, uh, Anything under 10, if you can find it. I mean, I, I would lay it with Baltimore. How about Green Bay, Chicago? Jordan, you know what? I'll tell you this, too. Um, Godfather, I'll say this to you about Jordan Love. I'm not as down on him. I, you know, I don't, I don't think he's horrible, like, you know, Trey Lance. But I think this guy here, I mean, right? I well, mean, we wanted to play against the Eagles last year, and he – he didn't look like he got nervous. I mean, he, he moved the ball down the field. They scored on us uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, in the preseason. I'm sorry. He, he looked half decent. Uh, and you're playing the Bears. I mean, let's be honest. How good are the Bears this season? I think the team that has the ball last is going to win that game. Uh, I, I, like I said, I put them in teasers. This way I'm covered through the number three and the number seven. I'm getting a great price at plus eight. 
Uh, but the team that has the ball last is probably going to win that game. And don't be ex- don't be shocked if the Packers contend for that division title with the Detroit Lions this year. Hmm, interesting. Uh, more so than the than the Vikings. Yeah, I think so. I think they still got a good defense. Uh, I see the Vikings regressing a little bit. It's the Lions' division to win. I mean, you know, <laughs> their offense is unreal. Their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. I think they got a little better, and they played for Dan Campbell. Uh, yeah, it, it's their it's their division to win, but the Packers are going to be close. Um, are you sold that Denver's going to have a turnaround? They start out with the Raiders. Are are you are you in the camp that you go like this? Hey, that was just you know an aberration last year for Russell Wilson. You know they hire now Sean Payton. They drop him in the room. There's some better. There's there's adults now in Denver. Do, do you look at them? Or are you high on them like a lot of people are high on them? Or do you think the people with the money aren't? I mean, I think they're going to be okay. And they were one of the most injured teams last year in the NFL. And we know when that happens, I don't care what the talent is on the team. If you're missing some key guys, you just, you just can't perform well as a team. Uh, Payne's a, a great coach. If anybody can turn him around, I think he can. I think it's going to take longer than a year to do so. But they're going to be in a lot of games this year. they got an easier schedule than most teams. They're going to hang around. So did you hear the new news? The uh, the Eagles are being spied on by the Patriots. I mean – Here, no, that, no, let me tell you how. The Patriots have always spied on everyone, haven't they? That's hey, gone hey, for hey, you. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? Um, so today they signed Jalen Rager to the practice squad, and reports are he has a, he has a playbook and some of the game plan books from – like uh, when he was here in 2021, and he's got some of those playbooks. Offense really hasn't changed that much. Plus, he was here a year ago uh, during training camp and prior to that during the OTAs and such. Bill Belichick, I, I can't think he was signed today prior to going into week one because of his spectacular skill set. I mean, the Patriots, I mean, this is so Bill Belichick. Yeah, it's a smart move. A little espionage. I completely, I, I love the gamesmanship here. Yeah, but you know, I'd be more worried about the fact that everyone is so high on this Eagles team, and yeah, they're supposed to be loaded. And they're supposed to win the NFC East, and they got the lowest whoa, odds. Whoa, whoa. you say supposed to be? Why do why why do you go there? What's supposed to be? Well, I'm gonna let you know. And they're supposed to, you know, they got the lowest odds to win the Super Bowl out of any team in the NFC. But if they're supposed to be this great. Then why is the line on the first game of the season that went up to six down to three and a half now? It's wow. really sharp money taking the Patriots like they got tomorrow, like they got the next day's newspaper. So and don't be don't be shocked if this line closes minus three. And it's Tom Brady night, and I know all that, but that's a huge move in the NFL if there's no major injuries. A three-point move is massive. So there's some real sharp money on the Patriots. At plus six, plus five and a half, plus five, plus four and a half, plus four, and on the money line for week one. And that would worry me more than Rager or anything else you're hearing. The sharp money moves the market. They're putting millions of dollars behind their opinion. It's not like, you know, some guys go on TV and think the Eagles are great or the Patriots. These guys are putting big money. That would worry me more than anything going into the season. So you really think now people are looking at this and saying, Okay, well, they've got the kryptonite against the, the Patriots. They got a top flight, top 10 defense. They are, again, all you have to do is get a couple stops, keep them on the field, 
you run the football against that suspect defense they have, especially yeah. in the run game, which has been that way for two years. Well, they ran the ball. Yeah, they ran the ball down the Eagles' throats in the Detroit game, in the Commanders game last year. You can run on this team. And if that's what Belichick's game plan is, I think he's going to have a lot of success. Wow. Money's going down now to three and a half it is for the uh, game opener. I remember coming on early with you, and the line was five and a half, six. And I was telling you, I hope it goes to seven. And that would have been one of my biggest bets of the year, taking the Patriots at plus seven. Now it's down to three and a half. It's probably going to close three. That's a huge move. If that thing gets under three, yeah. you'd be stunned. I'd be stunned. Yeah. I mean, three said it's going to take a lot of money to move them off that number three. We're talking big paper. I mean, giant paper. But if you see that happens, that means there's some big problems for this Eagles team, not just in the first week of the season, but for the entire season as well. Miami and the Chargers, how do you look at both those teams? Man, they're both so good. Uh, you know, my career has a future on Miami at 40-1 to 1 to get to the Super Bowl. We nibbled on that team. I got futures on Justin Herbert at 10-1 to 1 to be the MVP with Dak Prescott at 20-1. to 1. I think he's going to have a big season. That team's loaded. The problem is the Chargers coach and their defense. They've given up the, the most amount of points over the last three years in NFL history. Now, they've also scored the most points, I think, in the last three years in NFL history. Um, their coach worries me a little bit. I think – the coach on Miami's better. Uh, there's web. I mean, the wide receivers on both teams are unreal. I mean, how do you cover those guys? Uh, Tua, if he can stay healthy, you know, before he got hurt, that team was eight and two or eight and three last season. Uh, you're getting three points on Miami. That's one of the teams I put in my teaser combinations to bump it up to nine because I think, again, this is one of those games. The last team that has the ball is probably going to win the game. Why do I like to see? I tell you what, John Schneider and Pete Carroll have done a great job. Get this. How are you better moving off a Hall of Fame quarterback? You're better. I mean, and they address the defensive needs, and he's a defensive-minded coach. They've got a 1,000-yard back, 2,000-yard wideouts. I know Geno's got to do it again. They open with the Rams. Nobody's really looking at the Rams on being anybody this year. I got to tell you, man, I think Seattle, they've got the coaching staff. They've got the personnel. I, I, I'm, they're not a sleeper, but I could see them, man, being a surprise in the NFC title game. Well, when it comes to sports betting, it's all about the price. And when you're getting plus 300, plus 350, plus 450 on Seattle to win the West, I mean, it's real appetizing. And, again, 49ers, who's their quarterback? How healthy are the quarterbacks? I mean, who's, you know, and as great as Shanahan is, and as, you know, I mean, Pete Carroll's just – he's won Super Bowls. You know, so – and he's revived Geno's career, and – it's just uh, they're one of those teams that, you know, as long as uh, the ball bounces their way, they're going to be right there at the end of contempt for the West, and they've got a great chance of winning that division. You're being called the Dallas Godfather, and it's Cowboys and Giants, and Dak Prescott Sunday night versus Dimes Jones. <laughs> I mean, division rival, division game. How big is that game, do you think, for the Cowboys and Dak? I mean, it's really big, but I think they're going to kill that Giants team. I mean, I laid two and a half early in the summer. I laid the money line minus 150. I'm with you. One I of my biggest are, I think they're fool's gold. I mean, they got really lucky last year. I mean, Dable's a great coach, and he performed his magic. But this season, you know, the schedule's a lot harder, and Dallas got a lot better. And I think Dallas knows how good they are. And I think they're going to flex the first game of the season. And they're going to show everyone all the striations in their muscles and their – 
double bicep peak, and they're they're just going to go out on that field, and they're just going to put on a show, man. All right, Monday night, the Pope of Greenwich Village, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers versus the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, man. It, I, I'll tell you what, who has more pressure going into that game? You know, last year he was 13-3, and Allen, and everyone's like, you know, he kind of had a couple steps back. I'm like, this guy had a fumble away from having home field advantage. He didn't suck last year. He just lost an important game last year, and I get it. And then here's Rodgers rolling in, and Rodgers rolls in with this team that people are hyping up as Super Bowl contenders. Tell me yeah. what you see these two teams. And what people are you talking about is Josh Allen was a little hurt. He had the elbow problem, and he had some you know personal issues he was going through last year with the relationship. And you talk about pressure. Well, there was a lot of pressure for Aaron Rodgers going into this game, but uh, Miller's not playing. So that's that releases some of that pressure on Aaron Rodgers right there. Uh, I think it's big. You, you saw the difference in the Bills last year when they were missing some key guys on their defensive line. And this is a game that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they could win this game outright. Are they going to win it? I don't know. It takes a while for, you know, even the great Aaron Rodgers is going to take a minute to get acclimated to this new system, to this new team. Uh, but there's, there's just not thinking win this game outright. He loses that game. He'll have to go smoke some dope in that teepee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he'll have to go. He'll have to go in that teepee and have to smoke, smoke some of that mushrooms and such. I don't know, man. This guy, he's got a lot of pressure on him, brother. Again, throw the throw the stuff where people can find you on your Twitter page and also the new shows that are coming out once again. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Philly Godfather. You can stop by the phillygodfather.com, which is my website. we got the sports betting show on Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Network, Jacob Sports. And uh, the book's coming out first quarter of 2024. So look out for that American dream. And then we're going to be working on the movie, and you're definitely going to be in it. And if we if it comes to fruition, you're coming. You're coming you with us. You got it, it, man. You got it, brother. I appreciate it, man. I love our segment each day. We'll see you next Friday at 5.30 Eastern. Brother, have a great weekend. I appreciate you doing this. You too. God bless. You got it, man. That's Philly Godfather. Some of you out there calling him Dallas Godfather. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to look. Fake them on. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Those Canes better win tonight. That's all I'm saying. Those Canes better win tonight. Hiring good coaches is not that easy. Look at the University of Miami and they're trying to replace guys like Dennis Erickson and Jimmy Johnson and Howard Schnellenberger. They've not been able to do it. That's one of the cool things, again, about Philly with the coaches that they've hired in consecutive eras. That, I don't. Only other franchise that I can think of that does that are the Steelers. Noel, Cower, and Tomlin, right? I mean, give me another, give me another football team. Holmgren. Holmgren, McCarthy, LaFleur. We'll find out how good LaFleur is without Aaron Rodgers. That's been pretty good so far over the last 30 years. That's been a that's been a good that's been a good sample size up in Green Bay. They've gotten it kind of right there in Green Bay. Um you guys are rude too, man. Dallas Godfather. Dude, there's hey. Did you hear what he said, too, about the Eagles being one of the worst bets to get back to the Super Bowl and the worst odds? I, I think a lot of people are saying this, and they do. And, hey, by the way, would it be a shocker if Kansas City and Philly's not in it? I mean, how many times have we had repeats? Right? How many times have we had repeats? That's not true. Oh, so you say you think the Eagles are one of the best bets to make money. That's what he's saying. See, you're looking at it this way. There's good odds for them making the Super Bowl. But you don't bet that. You bet you bet an opportunity to hit on like Cleveland 
betters don't do that. Well, hey, it's two to one that the Eagles make it to. That's not a good bet. That's a safe bet. Betters don't. It's like stock. When it, when it, when a person bets on a stock, yeah, you can bet on waste management. It's a great stock. People got to throw their trash away. It's recession proof. There's recession proof stocks, porn, alcohol, and waste management. Those are your three areas that you can invest in. They're recession proof. No matter if the recession's going up or down, those stocks are still going to always elevate. You got to throw your trash out. People watch porn. People like to drink. Whether it's a bad economy or a good economy. And if it's a bad economy, you drink more. Okay? Betters bet. They don't bet like that. They bet the they bet the long. Okay? All run by the mob. There's no such thing as the mob, my friend. Some great college games, though, this weekend. Mike Kane's tonight. Tech in Louisville um, tonight as well. I think the Kane's play at 7 Eastern time. Saturday, Virginia, Tennessee will be good. Colorado, TCU. Uh, Virginia, West Virginia, Penn State will be an interesting ball game. Then Sunday, LSU, FSU. I think FSU has bounced back. I do. I think they've bounced back. And then on Monday night, Clemson versus Duke. It's a full full go weekend. Hey, one more time, man. I want to um, thank the guys at Jacob for making it happen for me to get over to uh, sports grid. And we're going to be doing those starting next week. I think at two twenty-five, those guys were saying, and then possibly the following Wednesday, I'm going to be doing something collegiately for them as well. So really cool that we're going to be doing some of that stuff as well. Um, looking forward to a lot of stuff as we get ready. Don't forget next week. Also, we're going to be doing giveaways for our Hooters friends. And we so look forward to that as well. Stay tuned for that. Have a great Labor Day, guys. It's a long weekend here, man. We so appreciate it. Tone, much deserved time. Thank you so much for all you do, man. You make the show great. Xander, Big Joe, to all of you, thank you very much. We so appreciate it. Please hit the like button. We'll see you Tuesday. It's a long Labor Day weekend. And then we start the 2023 National Football League season off next week, baby. And it's time to roll. Have a great weekend, 3 to 6 on Tuesday, and we'll see you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.